This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Welcome to a brand new month of More Than Conquerors Radio and the Bible study ministry of Pastor Ray Hegestilianos, currently broadcasting his popular 11-day series entitled, The Importance of Setting Your Spiritual Priorities. At the conclusion of last month's four days of programming, Pastor examined the most intimate of spiritual priorities, seeking fellowship with God and developing our faith walk through a more personal prayer life. In these next four days, Pastor will highlight the importance of recognizing and practicing the more personal spiritual priorities designed to assure a better way of life, learning to trust God, practicing forgiveness, and imitating those having God's favor. We're reminded that it's not enough to just hear the Word and be a part-time doer, but rather be both persistent in learning it and consistent in doing what it says. Here's Pastor's next four days on how you can best improve setting your spiritual priorities, especially those that will personally benefit you. Listen to me. Most of the stuff in your life will be fixed in your prayer closet. You don't need me. You don't need an elder. I'm not saying that we're not here and available. We're here to help you, to bump you over. But everything in your life can be fixed in the prayer closet. Come on, man. You see, you, see I, you got everything can be fixed in the prayer closet when you take this time. That's why it needs to be a priority in the life of every Christian. All right. So let's do this. Proverbs 18. Jesus addresses this and he says, uh, verse 18, then he, Jesus, spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Well, right there you see what we, have to, what we have to catch from the wisdom of God's word is that sometimes when we're praying through things, there is the chance that we are going to lose heart. Why would he say men ought to pray always and not lose heart if it wasn't possible for us to lose heart? or to lose our courage in it. So he says, he spoke a parable saying, men ought to always pray, or always ought to pray, and not to lose heart. So how often should we pray? Always. And he says, there was a city, and he gives a parable, and I love Jesus' parable. There was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God, nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, get justice for me from my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. And he goes on to say in verse 7, and shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out to him day and night, through, though he bears long with them? So, so Jesus is saying, basically he's saying this, saying if the unjust judge from the continual coming of this woman finally yielded and gave her what she wanted, will not God do the same thing to those, to his children who cry out to him day and night? 
Now, now, there's a couple of things about this parable. First of all, God's not an unjust judge. God is the just judge. Amen? The other thing, the other thing that, that I, I want to point out here is that the essence of this story, this parable, is not that we should go to God and keep asking Him for the same thing over and over again. If you've been taught in this church, you know, you know clearly that when you pray a prayer, you pray at one time, and from that point on, you begin to thank God from the position of receiving it. Thank you, God, that I received this. Because that's what faith is. That's what Jesus taught us. The essence of what Jesus is saying here, what Jesus, the point that he's trying to make, is that we need to be persistent in prayer. We need to have a prayer life of persistence. We're not going to back up from it. We're going to stand our ground. We're going to keep coming to God boldly with our prayers, our thanksgivings, our requests. Whatever it is, we need to have a persistent life of prayer. You can't have an up and down prayer life. You can't. See, a priority is that our prayer life needs to be strong. It needs to be powerful. It needs to be persistent. That's what gets the job done. That's where the breakthrough comes from. So Jesus said, if the unjust judge, being, being a human, gave in to this, this woman who persistently came before him, persistently asked him, persistently put her case before him, how much more will your Father in heaven do it for you if you come to him and ask him with the same kind of consistency in your prayer time? Being consistent and persistent in prayer. And this is, this is why prayer needs to be a priority because let me tell you what, your breakthrough is just a, a prayer away. Is, is maybe a short season of persistence away. Your, your, your breakthrough to that new ground or that new place or, or whatever it is is just a season of prayer away. If you'll just be persistent in that season of prayer over that issue, you will see the breakthrough come. You will get to a better place. And Jesus says, he's basically saying, don't think you're going to get anywhere if you don't have a consistent and persistent prayer life. Now, now for, for us, so we can just maybe reteach this a little bit. The minute you ask God for something, your prayer goes from asking to thanking. Let, let, me, let me show you. Let's go over to Mark's gospel. Mark 11, chapter 11, verse 22. Jesus said, have, is everybody there? Sam, there. Jesus said, have faith in God, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things that he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Now listen to verse 24, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, let's let's focus in on that, listen, whatever things, this is Jesus instructing us on prayer. Whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. There's the basis for faith. Or, you know, one of the key scriptures that identifies what faith is. It says, whatever things you ask when you pray, when you pray. In other words, you get down and you begin to ask God for for things. You have a desire, you have a need, you have a want. He says, the minute you ask... And when you ask God, when you pray, that the minute you ask, you begin to believe that you've received it. Right? What does it say? Whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So the minute I pray, I ask God, the next prayer that I pray after I ask him is not to ask him again for what I just asked him for. 
because if I ask him again for what I just asked him for, I really don't believe that I've received it yet. And faith has to receive it before it's going to see it. You have to receive what you're asking for by faith before you're going to see it in the natural. Is there, did I confuse anybody on that? So very, very simply, he says, he says, whatever things you ask, how many of you have asked God for something? All right. When you pray, believe. Believe that you receive it, and then you will have it. Believe that you received it, and you will have it. So you see, to ask God for something continually over and over and over again, that's why we, we've, got to, we've, got to, we've got to balance what we just read with, about the, the, uh, the woman with the unjust judge with this, with this scripture. Because Jesus is not saying just keep coming to God and keep asking him for the same thing over and over again. What he's saying is be persistent in your prayer. Be persistent coming before the Father. Be persistent in coming before the Father with your needs. But the minute you pray for something, from that point on, you begin to believe that you receive it. So the way, this is the way it would work. Can I just give you, I'll give you a demonstration. Make it easier. All right. So I'm praying for, um, I'm praying for a new car. Anybody, anybody need a new car? Well, you're not going to get it on my prayer. You've got to pray your own prayer. You're not going to get it on my faith. Don't mooch off on my faith. All right. So I go before the Lord, say, Lord, I know, you know that my, my car is broken down or I, I have a need for a car. Father, I, I'm praying right now on this day. I'm praying and I'm asking you, Lord, for a car. And, and I really believe it should be specific within the realm of your faith. Now, don't go asking him for a Maserati when you don't even have, uh, you know, a bar of soap faith yet, all right? <laughs> so with, with, with reason, with, with something that you can really believe. Because I've heard people do this, silly stuff. Like one time I had a couple here who couldn't even pay their rent, and they're believing God for a piece of property in the wealthiest section of Harrison, only a couple of, I think you're out of your mind. You can't even pay your rent. How can you, you can't even have faith to pay your rent. How are you going to have faith to, to believe for a million dollar piece of property? That's foolishness. That's silly. That's stupid. You've got you to gotta know where your faith level is. And, and so you come before the Lord and you say, so maybe you have Volkswagen faith. Maybe you have used car faith. It's okay. Thank you, Lord. I believe on this day, February 27, 2014, I ask you, Father, for a used car, a good used car, a foreign car, whatever you want. If you want to leave it up to God, leave it up to God. That's fine. I'm believing you for a car. The minute I pray that prayer, the minute I ask him for it, the next prayer I pray after that is not asking him again. It's saying, thank you, Lord. You remember on February 27, 2014, I asked you for that car, and I believe that I receive it. And I'm just going to stand here until it manifests. Do you see you see how you, right, right. And you just keep thanking him for that, the manifestation of what you're praying for. So it's no longer, God, I'm believing you for a car. God, where's the car? God, no, you don't keep asking him over and over and over. You ask him once and then you believe that you receive it. I thank you, Lord. I believe that I received that car in the name of Jesus. And you just stand your ground until that thing manifests in your life. Can everybody see that? So the object behind what Jesus was getting at in Luke 18 is not that we should keep coming to, to God and asking him and asking him and asking him about the same thing over and over again. He's trying to teach us that we need to be persistent in our prayer. 
or let's use another word, consistent in our prayer, that we keep coming every day, multiple times during the day, talking to the Father, lifting up our requests, thanking Him for those things that we've already prayed for and we're standing in faith for. And you see, this is our lifeline. This is what's going to produce and manifest the blessings of God and the desires of our heart and our life. That's why prayer life is so vitally important to every believer, and it has to be a priority in our life. It has to be a priority in our life. And, and don't, be so, you know, don't be so pious or you know, thinking, well, I can't ask God for, you know, for my needs. Well, he said when you pray for the desires of your heart, Right? When you pray for the things that you ask or you desire, God wants you to have the desires of your heart. And whatever they are, whether, they're, whether it's wisdom or whether it's, it's a car or whether it's a new house or whether it's some other thing you need in this natural realm, God wants to manifest the desires. He wants you to, 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 to ask him. Here, let me give you this verse. This is a powerful verse. Let's go to John's gospel. We'll finish up here. John chapter 15. Let me just give you this. Um, And he says in verse 7 of John's Gospel, chapter 15, this is why prayer life is so important. And and I I know that it's it's the one thing in most believers' lives that's most challenged. How many of you would agree with me on that? I was watching, a, I was actually watching a, um, a preacher, a well-known preacher on TV the other day, and he actually alluded to this. He said, you know, I'd lost my prayer life. He says, me, man of God, I'm teaching, preaching people. He says, and my prayer life just got so weak. You see, it, it, is, it, is, the, it, is, it is one of the priorities that the devil loves to knock out from under us. Because it's our lifeline. We stop asking, we stop receiving. Amen. All right, so listen to this. Uh, John's Gospel, chapter 15. And this is beautiful verses here from verse 1 right down. But we're going to pick it up at verse 7. And Jesus said, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire. You will ask what you desire. See, God, God is concerned about our desires. As long as they're holy and clean desires, and they're, they're in line with godliness and the word of God, you know, he, 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 he cares about your desires. He says, well, ask what you desire, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. Now notice verse 8, because I think verse 8 is the tell-all here. By this, by what? By what? By, you, you ask for what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Well, one of the things that I believe that this verse is teaching us is that this is prayer fruit. This is the fruit that comes forth from our prayer life. Because he says the thought is connected, right? Verse 7 and 8 are connected. He says, again, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, by what? Asking and receiving. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. God is glorified every time you manifest fruit in your life from prayer. The things that come to pass in your life through your prayer life become fruit and God is glorified by that. You see, like like you're sitting in this sanctuary. This was a dream at one point. This church was a dream. It went from a dream to a prayer. It went from a prayer to faith and then faith took it and made it a reality. 
what you're seeing here started out as nothing. We didn't even know this piece of land existed. But we had a dream. And then we brought the dream, a desire, to a prayer. Let's use the word desire. We had a desire or a dream. We took that and made it a prayer. And then we took the prayer and we turned it to faith by just believing that God, we believe that this is going to manifest. I mean, you all heard me tell the story about when we were looking to move this building, you know, move from Porchester, the places they took me to. I said, God, you wouldn't do this to me. The back road in a, in a, you know, in a parking lot with big potholes and trucks and dirty and greasy. I said, God, you would not do this to me. Couldn't see it. Of course, that's where the devil would love to put a church like this on a back road somewhere. I knew, I just was believing in my heart, God, you've got something better. I just know, I don't know what it is, but I'm just believing that you have a home for a living word. We've prayed, we've asked, and now we're just standing believing. So it started out as a mere desire, found its way to be a prayer, and then got its way over to faith, and then faith made it a reality. You're standing in the reality of once. That, of something that once was just a dream or just a desire. Wow, does that make sense to you? All that you see was manifested by faith. So when he said, and now, now let, me, let, me, let me take it a step further. When you walk in this, which was a desire that became a prayer, that became a faith, that became a reality, when you walk in here, you say, and many of you did say, wow, look at, look at this. Gosh, to God be the glory. Man, this is awesome. God is doing something. Look at what God has done. God is glorified by the fruit that comes through your prayer life. That's why prayer needs to be a priority in your life. Every time you manifest something through your prayer life, that's why you should not be, if you've prayed for something and God has blessed you with it, don't you be ashamed of it. Because I've heard people say, well, you know, I, I don't know, I asked God, you know, I don't know if I should ask God, well, I help them get the faith up to ask God for some sort of blessing in their life. And then they get blessed with it, and then they feel guilty about it. I've heard people say, well, you know, I, you know, I got blessed with this, this, this new ring. I wanted, a, I wanted a diamond ring, and I got blessed with the diamond ring, but I'm embarrassed because I, you know, I didn't want anybody to think this of me. No, man, you flash that diamond ring in everybody's face and say, this was a desire that went to prayer that went to faith, that became a reality, and to God be the glory because he did it. Do do you see what I'm saying? That's why your prayer life is so important because your prayer life is the only way that you're going to bring forth fruit in your life, and the fruit is what gives glory to God. How can God give glory through someone's life that's not bearing any fruit? People want to see the beef. You know what I'm talking about if you're old enough to know what I'm talking about. Want to see the beef, man. You know, some of the young people don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> want to see the beef. They want to see where, where's the beef. Where is it? Where is it? Don't just talk it. Let me see it. Show it to me. Prove it to me. We live in a prove it kind of world. The world wants proof. And the way we bring them proof is we take our desires, we make them prayers, we stand in faith thanking God for them. They become a reality, and God gets the glory. God gets the glory. People, uh, you know, I've done this often. You know, some see my car, you know, say, wow, that's a beautiful car. I say, yeah, praise God, my father gave it to me. Well, you must have a rich father. I certainly do. My father owns a cattle on a thousand hills. All the silver and gold is his. 
I just prayed and I asked God for it and I just stand, stood in faith over it. It was a desire that I made a prayer or made into a prayer. And then once I prayed it, I just turned my faith loose on it. Just kept believing it, standing on it, thanking God for it, waiting patiently, being persistent like the woman that we spoke about. And eventually it became a reality. God gets the glory. Wow, do you see how prayer works? Do you see the importance of prayer? Do you see why prayer needs to be a priority? See, don't, don't just make prayer a work. Oh, thank you, God, hallelujah. You're good. I mean, that's good, that's good. But, but, but understand that this is, this is your lifeline. And it's not only your lifeline, through your prayers and your faith, God has the opportunity to bring glory to himself. Out in the world, I, I tell everybody, you know, because... Wherever I am, in the gym, wherever I am, people see that I say, everything I am, everything I have is all the work of God. It's all the fruit of faith. It started as a desire, it went to a prayer, it went to faith, and faith manifested, and now God gets the glory. You never take the glory for yourself. That's why I say it's so important, we're going we're gonna to finish up right here, but it's, it's so important that as, as your faith starts to bring forth, you know, b- begins to manifest, brings into reality that which you're, you're, you're believing or producing what you're believing for, you can't, take the, you can't take the glory. You've got to use that, listen to me, you've got to use that as an opportunity to witness out in the world, to show the world what God will do and what God can do when, when a person will just trust Him and believe Him. And you begin to show the world I tell people all the time, I say, man, my life was a mess. I was no, going nowhere fast. I was lost, confused, mixed up, and everywhere, every, you know, every which way. Till I gave my life to Jesus. Just trusted him. And listened to him and obeyed him. And, and saw a life that I couldn't get to. But I, I made a prayer out of it. God, this is where I want to go. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to... And it, I just prayed and trusted and stood there and trusted God and, and, and like the woman like the, like the woman there the widow woman just kept going at it kept going at it persistent persistent thank you God I trust you you know and along the way you might have a couple ups and downs of, you know whatever it be but God I'm still trust, I'm still I'm still believing I'm still standing my ground and little by little by little all of these things became a reality so that's why I say everything I have everything I am Everything, every natural thing, spiritual thing, everything that God has done, ministry thing, all of it has been the work of the Lord through prayer. Desire goes to a prayer, goes to faith, goes to the manifestation. God gets the glory. God gets the glory for everything. So prayer being, uh, prayer needs to be a priority in our lives because through it, You're going to get blessed, but God's going to get the glory. That's why I like to say, you get the blessing, God gets the glory. Everybody got it? Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. 
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you simply want to sow a gift into the work of the MTC Radio Ministry, go to livingwordchurch.org and click on the Give Online Radio Ministry tab. Or send your check to MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to visit Living Word Church in person or via their weekly live stream broadcast Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. But before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hegistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hegistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.